Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your beliefs, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individual stories. Before we jump into today's show, we have a few notes for our listeners. Karen and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com. We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The full series can be found on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There's a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for patrons in our top tier, each month we're putting your names into a draw for a free half-hour channeling session with Karen or myself. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to the show. Good morning, Kelly. How are you this Saturday? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm very good. Good. I need the name of a female for today's show. Okay. How about Imani? Thank you. So Imani asks me at the very beginning of her session, just after consent, if we can do a session together about her soul contract. And her guides come in and say, we would love to. And there was such a beautiful energy about the guides that I thought, this is going to be a good soul contract. (laughs) This might be somebody who has some lovely messages to be given to her because you know, when we get asked about a soul contract, sometimes they're pretty tough. And if people are really off their path and not doing their work, some of them are too fun to listen to or to share with the client because of their response. Yeah. But the energy was so lovely. And the guide stepped right in and said, the very first thing that we want to say to Imani is that we see her. She needs to know that she's being seen. And what we see are the following. And I get this gorgeous list in front of me on a post-it note. And the guides say, okay, these are all of the things that she has been doing in about the last mm, maybe two decades of her life based on the shit show that was the first four or five decades of her life. And on the list are things like um, that she reads 
that she listens to books on tape, that she, um, how did they word it, Kelly? That she uh, listens to podcasts, YouTube videos. Like she's a, she's in a constant mode of seeking. And when I asked, what is she the seeker of? Because, you know, this could be that she's taking courses. And they said, she is the seeker of her own self-development. She is constantly looking for the good, bad, and the ugly, and say it just like that. And I said, oh, is that an expression that she uses? And they said, it sure is, and it's going to give her a really good validation. Um, And all of the things that you're saying, she'll be able to affirm for you. But we want her to know here at this point that we see all of this. We see why she has stepped into this part of her life. So start with that. So I did, I, I repeated everything to her and I asked her for validation. But before I got the validation, Kelly, did I ever get a response? <laughs> like, she was so happy to know that the universe was seeing her because she felt like people in her life were seeing the changes in her, but were picking at them and criticizing them and trying to tell her that she was wasting her time and that she was self-absorbed and that she was narcissistic and that they were throwing all of these words at her that were unkind and not true. And so for her to come in and have this session and hear right off the top when she says, go soul contract, that the guides come in right away and say, No, she's doing all of these things, and this is her soul contract, and this is not narcissism. This is somebody who's truly looking for the reasons as to what has happened in my life. Why did I become who I became? Why did I get these beliefs? Why did I do these stupid freaking things? Why did I stay? Why did I lie? Why did I abuse? Why did I self-abuse? Why, do I, why did I abuse others? Why did I do all of this? Why, why was this life such a mess? And so the guides are coming in and saying, we saw that part and we see the part that you've stepped into since then. And the people who were abusing back or who were codependent on some of the abuse didn't want the change. And some of the other people stepped away. So it was also, eventually, as we got through part of the session, this was going to explain to her that one of the soul contracts in this whole lifetime was to learn all of these things so that she could actually keep making healthier choices. And this term, the good, the bad, and the ugly, was something that was really going to just ring true because this is what she says to people. The guides wanted to give her validation for the efforts in self-awareness, for the effort in trying to make sense of her thinking, to make sense of her actions, to find the root causes of them in belief systems and where those belief systems came from. And the guides, they did. like They actually took out little examples for her and said, this is something that you did. Um, this is how you behaved with this person. You went into people-pleasing or whatever it was. And then you went into avoidance after the people-pleasing. And once you repeated that pattern too many times, they just said to hell with you and they ghosted you. 
and she would go, oh my God. Okay. I can think of a couple of friends where this is the exact instance, but can you give me another example? And the guides would come in and say, yes, you people please in your work environment as well. And then you avoid or you commit to something and you avoid by not showing up for it physically and other people have to pick up the mess so they know you're not going to show up at work that day. And they've, they've caught on to the fact that once you commit to something and that the due date comes, that you're going to call in sick that day. And she went, oh my God. She goes, I, I did do that. She says, I had no idea. Why didn't I know that I was doing those things? And the guides explained, well, that's because you've done it your whole life. And there was no real challenge because when people ghost you, it's not really seen as a challenge. You can deflect it and say that it's all about them. You don't actually look at, did I contribute to this ghosting? You think it's just their behavior. And you don't look at why you didn't get the promotion at work. You don't look at why people are mad at you the next day. Because the behavior the next day is to come into work with cupcakes. Or it's to come into work with coffee for everybody. So that, yeah, you know they're going to be mad at you because you know what what you did. But you're going to avoid dealing with it yourself internally. You're going to avoid confronting it at work to say, I know I should have been here yesterday and I know I've done this before. You're going to do nice things for people so that you don't have to confront it. And you're basically trying to put up, um, what do you call that, Kelly? Like a barrier? Yeah. Like a, I want to even call it like a deflection to see I am a good person. Because it's not just a barrier. Imani always does something nice for her coworkers so that when she comes back to work the next day, they can't be mad at her for what she actually did. And if they try to say something and really confront her, she will point out that she brought them the coffee or the cupcakes. And she will sometimes say a very quick sorry about that, but it's almost, you know, the kind of sorry that's dismissive, Mm -hmm. that is said so fast, everybody knows you don't mean it, and everybody knows you're going to do it again. Mm -hmm. And so the guides say that she did these types of behaviors in the past, And that she's now learning in her current growth what she's done in her past to avoid feeling shame. And she went, oh my goodness. She goes, okay. She goes, you're really heading into something that makes a lot of sense to me. Can you continue with the soul contract? So you're saying right now, all of these things I've done are within my soul contract for me to learn about to become self-aware about so that I have to do my own work to change who I am. And I said, yes, that's, that is what we do when we read a soul contract. That's one of the things that can be part of reading a soul contract. And she goes, okay, could you go down that road? Could you tell me more about the shame? And the spirit guide said, yes, we certainly can. This is something that she has really done a lot of work on, she has gone to what she calls growth experiences. 
And I said, what do you mean a growth experience exactly? So that I can say this to her. And they said, well, she refers to a growth experience as not just taking a workshop. She's done workshops. We don't want to say she hasn't. Um, She's even done some one-on-one therapy and she's even gone to some group therapy, but she calls some other things in life growth experiences where she would read a book have an exercise to do in the book from the author, and then go out and say to somebody, hey, I'm supposed to work on this experience. I'm supposed to do this exercise with somebody. Would you be my person? I'm trying to work through my shame because my behaviors are not healthy. They're not where I want them to be. And then that person gets to say yes or no, or they get to say, well, tell me what the experience, what the exercise is first, and I'll let you know if I can do it with you or not. And that alone has taught her that you don't just walk up to somebody and say, I want you to do something with me for my benefit. Instead, it's, would you be willing to do this with me? This is something I'm looking into. This is something I'm trying on. Would you be willing to participate with me? So the spirit guide said these are the things that she's learning to do by reading these books, listening to these podcasts, being part of different growth experiences. So after she validated all of that, she asked me to check in with the guides about the shame issue. And the guides replied, shame addict, call her one, tell her that. And I said, oh, is it another phrase that she might use? And they said, well, it is now because she's actually read it. It's not something she's created. It's something that she's actually heard other people use and that it's used quite a lot and they use it in check-ins with others and check-ins for themselves. So yes, um, and she's working on this and we see that she's trying to trace it. We see that she's asking us for her memories. She's asking us In meditation, she's asking us in her prayers, she's asking us in her exercises, in her workshops, to come through in any way possible to help her retrieve these memories as to who shamed her and or where she just felt shame. Because, you know, sometimes we get taught to shame ourselves. Someone else, some system can shame us the first few times or even the first time. And, and then the seed is planted. They don't have to be there to do it again and again. Mm-hmm. So now they're explaining to her that she doesn't actually need those people to be present anymore. And in fact, some of them aren't present. So the old school system of four to six decades ago that she is no longer part of implemented the shame. They taught her the system. They taught her the thoughts. She's walked away but the systems and the patterns are still there. And she said to me, okay, I understand that one. She says, I, I've done quite a bit of work with that school system. She goes, um, this is very correct. She goes, is there any other system? And the guide said, yes, she was raised in a religion. And we won't say the exact religion. And the religion based a lot of its teachings and practices in shaming people. And then having them shame each other and shame themselves. And that was the key, was to actually have them learn how to shame themselves and to ruminate 
so that they stayed in this kind of confusion. And she went, Jesus, Karen. She goes, this is exactly the work I'm in right now. She says, is uncovering and pulling all of this apart. And she goes, it's so complicated because once it's in, it just permeates everything. It's, it's like a virus. And the guides agreed that it's, it's like a virus. And I agreed, it's like a virus. And then I said, the guides are also saying that your parents were part of this in a huge way because they were part of the school system and supported it. And they were the ones that put you in a particular one. And they were also the ones that were introduced you to the religion and were part of enforcing its beliefs and its rules. And she said, okay, I can understand that. And I said, so when you go to do it, the guides are saying you're going to see that it's all interwoven, that you really can't pull any of it apart and try and put it all into this is what this system did and this is what this system did. And that's where she's stuck right now, is that she's trying so hard to make sense of it and really put it in its areas very separately that she's forgetting that they actually are all interwoven. And she's spending too much time trying to pull it all apart to figure it out when in fact she could just say, it doesn't matter anymore. What matters is that they, they are all in the same bigger pot. And if we can liken it to a stew or a soup, they are very individual vegetables, but they're in one pot of soup. So why are we arguing about which one it goes in or which one it is? I got to tell you, mommy really liked that. She liked the analogy. She says, because it just made sense. And it helped her come to a place where she doesn't feel that she has to continue to stop and to try and figure it out. She goes, you know, I really appreciate that. I want to thank the guides um, for helping me not get so stuck and so hung up on having to know every single tiny thing. And instead, understand that the in the broader sense of things, I'm getting this and get on with actually making the new changes. And that's where the guide said she's been stuck lately. She's trying so hard to retrieve every memory and trying to figure out where every single thing came from. She's forgetting that she's actually got all her pieces and that it's okay now just to continue. You don't need every single piece. This is good. You've got the general story the general understanding. Now let's get into the work of dealing with the shame. And at that point, she wanted to interject and say something. And I went, oh, just give me a second. I said, the guides are on a monologue today. <laughs> and they are here too. Mm -hmm. And I said, they, they really want you to be aware that they know that you're studying and looking at these different forms of verbal abuse right now and that you need help with that. And we gave her the book by Patricia Evans, The Verbally Abusive Relationship, and she was so freaking grateful because she didn't know how to actually call the forms of abuse what they were. She would say, this is the example, this is how I have to explain it. I don't really know what it is. And then she would spend a lot of time in the session trying to say to me or to prove to me what the for that she was being verbally abused, but without her her like the knowledge of saying this is being with mm -hmm. a withholder, 
This is being an avoider. This is a diverter. This is someone who counters. This is a trivializer. She was stuck again because she was just trying to pull up so many more memories that she was spending too much time on trying to figure it out. And I think this is a really good shout out to Patricia Evans for the absolutely amazing job she did in her book to identify the forms of abuse and do all of the work that Amani is trying to do on her own without an education in psychology that Patricia has. After doing a quick check-in with her to see if I crossed any boundaries, if the session was helpful, if I was answering or meeting her needs to do her soul contract, and was she understanding what the soul contract was here, she went, well, hold up. The soul contract really boils down to that it's my job to live my life self-aware. It is my job to get the education. It is my responsibility to find the resources that do it better than I am so I don't get stuck like this. Hmm. It is my responsibility to pick the exercises and the people and check in. Mm-hmm. It is my responsibility to continue my growth even when I get stuck and not to throw the baby out with the bathwater or swing my pendulum from working hard to wanting to go back to doing nothing and wanting to be with those people I used to be with. And then she went, Jesus, I needed to say that out loud. Oh, God, Karen, she says, I really needed to say that out loud because that's that's the whole dilemma in all of this work is that I can, when I'm working I'm and going forward, I like what I'm doing. I like who I'm becoming. But the people around me seem to make it so difficult for me to like myself. And if I stop the work even for a day or a couple of days, then it's easy that if they try to reach out to me, especially if a few of them do, or they make a big event coming up, then I might want to sabotage all the work I've done so that I can go to that event with them. And then I slide backwards and I go, and then I hate myself. And then I have to start all over again. She goes, isn't it a damn good thing that I'm recording this? And I said, yeah, Amani, it is. Because I said, the reason we tell people to record these sessions is because you really are getting a one-on-one session with your own soul, with your own spirit guides, with the highest level of beings that have your best interest at heart. And then you get to go out and say to the people that want to sabotage the best version of yourself, screw you. No more. I said, this is why your guides are really really strong today in validating your work, supporting you in what you're trying to do, giving you more resources to keep you on track, and and giving you information to say, this is how you do it. And we are giving you those memories, but we can't download them all at once, or you will be so overwhelmed that you will go back down that hole again. So we're spacing them out perfectly, because we know what you can handle better than you do. So slow down. Don't worry about the memories not coming back. Just let us give them to you. And I think, given her her response to that, there was a lot of relief that she doesn't have to do more work to try and find them, and that it's okay just to keep doing the work that she's doing. 
and that the memories will come and that she'll be able to place them appropriately because she's not forcing, which kind of is really lovely, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So the very last thing in the session, Kelly, was the spirit guide said she keeps saying that she has no family and that she's lost her family. Can you tell her that? And I said, yep. So I said, hey, they, they want to confirm that you keep saying to people and that you keep saying in your head, but most importantly, you keep telling the world that you have no family and that if you leave these people, you have nobody. And the guides are saying, it's not true. But is that correct? And she went, yes, I do keep walking around saying that. Why? And so I said to the guides, why, why did you tell me to say this to her? And they said, we are her family. We are her first and her last family. We are the family she comes from and she goes back to. And she has family on earth. It's all the co-workers that see the change in her. It's the partner that's sticking around because she is doing the work. It's the partner that's doing her own work. It's the friends that are doing her, their own work. And she's dismissing the fact that she has them. So when she says that she's lost her family and that she has no family... She's basically saying to all of them that she doesn't appreciate them. And she needs to be careful, or they, they may be very hurt and not confront her about that. And that she needs to sit in her gratitude that there actually are not a lot of people around her, but some pretty terrific people around her, and some pretty healthy people. And then we ended the session at that point. That's a powerful session. It was very, and, and it was, um, I got to tell you, Kelly, I don't think I've ever talked so much in one session because she, like, she gave uh, validations, but she really did an incredible job of sitting and listening and just being present to say yes, no, or that makes sense. But she really came with ears. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like she needed to be convinced of the work that needs doing. Like, she just gets it. She does. Whether she likes it or not, she gets it. Yeah. Cool. So that was the end of her session, and I hope I get to see her again. Mm -hmm. It's always lovely to have a healthy client come in and see them get all of their validations and support. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting together the story today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.